All right, welcome friends to Watch Closely, a weekly show where we take a closer look at the world of movies, television, and what's streaming. I'm your host, Jason. And as always joining me, a man who knows the first rule of leadership is everything's your fault. Ernie, how you doing? I'm doing well. I, it still gets me. I don't know why, but I do not know where that quote is from, dude, but I'm going to look this up after the after the episode. I'm with you guys today that I don't know this one. Uh, he, I think he was telling me prior to this, he's like, once you look it up, you're going to be like, oh, dang, that's where it's from. Like, you're, you're going to know. Yeah, I don't think you're going to know this one, but yeah. Oh, okay, I'm going to I'm going to check it out because I, I yeah, it's still went over my head on this. But uh, I'm doing well, dude. What about you? How, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. It seems like I've been really busy this week. Like, uh, I haven't really had time to watch movies and stuff, but I've seen a lot of trailers, which is good. A lot of great trailers came out this week. Um, how about you? I've been doing well, dude. Uh, just watching a lot of movies, actually. I'm the opposite of you. I've been able to... Uh, I've been blessed with time as they say, sometimes, you know, you're a little busy with things that are, you know, work or what have you, but luckily I've been just kind of like watching a lot of stuff. I, I saw Candyman, I saw Shang-Chi, all that stuff. So, oh yeah, pretty, pretty good stuff to, you know, kind of like go off of. And, uh, yeah, dude, <laughs> that's great. Those are the, those are the best weeks, dude. When you can just kind of catch up and stuff you want to watch and like, just enjoy those are, those are great. Oh yeah, dude, definitely. I agree with you. It, it's it's coming, bro. Like that feeling of like, there's so much content that's coming to us. And like right now, it's like right now that you didn't watch much, like, you know, relax, but cause it's coming, <laughs> dude. You know what I mean? Like, like November, uh, December, all those like, you know, matrix, all that stuff, which we're going to talk about. Right. Like, oh, there's so much kind of go that, that we're just going to. That's true. I did get overjoyed see, about. I, I did get to see Shang Chi at least, um, which was great. And we'll talk about that. Um, later, I think in the recommendations section. But yes, today, yes. I mean, today we got a lot of fun stuff to cover. We have like a couple of news topics. We have uh, Haunted Mansion and Patty Jenkins has some stuff to say about streaming. And uh, of course, we have a bunch of new trailers. So Wheel of Time, Matrix Resurrections. And uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm interested to talk about uh, Haunted Mansion. So there's casting revealed, right? So tell, tell us about this. I know this is going to be interesting because, well, this is a Disney uh, movie and they're, they're going to, they're going to doing the Haunted Mansion and they just showed a, a bunch of new casts that they just kind of got into the project. So they got, I think Rosario Dawson, um, they got Owen Wilson, Tiffany Haydish, uh, and I'm going to probably butcher this, but Lakeith Stanfield and dude, Lakeith Stanfield is freaking awesome. If you guys haven't seen him and like other stuff that he's done, dude, he's easy, sweet. He's a sweet actor. True, true. Yeah, dude. I, I, I wanted to tell you this because I, I know the director is Justin Simeon and he did bad hair. I'm not sure if you've ever seen that movie. Have you watched that? No, I've been trying to get my wife to watch it, but it's just such a crazy premise. She's not buying into it. <laughs> yeah, dude, and I, yeah, no, I agree with you. It is weird. And I think it has a political undertone and that, that I was talking to you prior to this. Um, Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's very like it's very on the nose at times. Like you, you'll get that. I think it takes place in the seventies, if I'm not mistaken. I haven't seen it in a, quite a bit. I think I saw it when when it came out. It was on Hulu. Oh. Um, overall, good movie. Not the best, you know, but it it was good for what it was trying to be. And uh, I I recommend you checking that out. Uh, that's not my recommended list right now. <laughs> I just you know that we're talking about that. But uh, yeah, so it's it, it's uh it's kind of interesting. I like the cast. It, it, I didn't expect these people to kind of be in this movie. Like this is not when uh, you know. Yeah, I think Haunted Mansion. I don't think Ros- Rosario Dawson and Wilson. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't think of them in this movie. But I'm intrigued nonetheless. What about you? I think it'll be f- like I don't mind the casting at all. I think it's it's gonna be fun. Like they're they've got some great like comedic humor in there, and and also you know. Keith Stanfield is he's got some good uh, dramatic acting chops as well. You know Rosario Dawson too. Um, the thing I'm wondering is like why? Like why are they rebooting this? Was it such a hit that it bears? Like you know like I don't know. Do you do you feel like this will this is a good franchise to like reboot? Yeah, dude, I definitely do. It's one of the most popular rides at Disneyland, right? Um, it has such a I mean, if you haven't, I think you might have. I think we were talking about this, the Disneyland attraction documentary that they have on uh, Disney Plus at the time or right now. I forget. I think oh, yeah, that's behind the attraction. It. That's a great. That's a great <clears throat> documentary. Yeah, thank you. I, I I always forget what the name is, but yeah, dude. And that documentary kind of explains a little bit more of the haunted mansion and like everything they kind of they went through to make it. So I'm sure that this is a beloved IP, especially from Walt Disney. Like they kind of tell you how he was trying to get it done, and he never got to see the ride done because he passed away 
before it came out. So I'm sure like people are like, you know, this is probably one of the biggest IPs that we own that like we really want to make something out of it. I enjoyed the one with Eddie Murphy, but a lot of people were like, you know, they they really hated it. So, you know, that the fact that they're rebooting it is kind of like, you know, we still love this and we want you to love it the way we do, you know. So like so I mean, I'm in I'm I'm here for it, dude. I'm I'm excited. I want to see it. Did you make it? Yeah, you make a good point. It is a very it's still a very popular ride and that documentary was really like opens your eyes to like the process they did to make this ride. Um, where it was kind of like the duality between scary, but it also like it ends on a happy note or it's got some humor mixed in. Um, the only thing that gives me pause is that the reboot writer is Katie. Uh, I'm going to say her name wrong. Depote. Depote. No, I think, yeah, I think you're right. Katie Depote as the writer for the reboot of Ghostbusters. And that was kind of a uh, eh, movie. I didn't really like it as much. Um, but she did do writing on Parks and Rec, which is good. So. Hopefully the script is like a good balance of similar to the ride where it's not so I feel like the 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 first one in 2003 was so campy and it was like not it, it went full comedy no no humor or I mean sorry no uh no scariness horror. yeah no horror mm-hmm. really so hopefully with like Tiffany Haddish and Owen Wilson um they'll they'll have those comedic moments but then we'll also get some cool like effects and cool scares maybe a couple jump scares would be fun um but I'm hesitant. I'm hesitant. But it's just, it's it's good news, right? It's mm-hmm. it's good news that we're getting a a new reimagining of this. Do you think um, uh that we're going to hear Tiffany Haddish go, "Damn!" You know that thing she always <laughs> says in a lot of her movies. I think it's dang. <laughs> I think she does. Uh I of course, we're going to get oh, some of that. And then Owen yeah. Wilson's going to be like, "Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't actually done that. He didn't do that in Loki, bro." Which I'm really Dude, sad about. He was about so because, great in Loki. Oh, he was, he was fantastic. I was, I, I the only thing that like spoiler alert he doesn't get his jet ski but I I hope if there's a season two we'll see that jet ski that'd be great yeah no I definitely I agree hopefully we see him and Loki riding it together yeah, somehow yeah. <laughs> like best friends going somewhere um dude yeah I I mean like I stated before the um the Ghostbuster reboot remake whatever with the the girl the the woman I didn't really hate it. But it wasn't the best, but I enjoyed it for what it was. Like I said before, it probably should have been its own thing, not in the Ghostbusters like universe. It should have been like something, I don't know, maybe. True, but they had to sell, you know, they had to sell the franchise. Yeah, of course. And it it, it makes sense because it's such a beloved franchise. So, you know, it made some money because just of the name alone. Right, Um, exactly. But I mean, I'm excited to see what she does here. Like, I'm all for giving someone a second chance. Uh, Like, like we said, like I've told you before um, with Logan and uh, the Wolverine. Right. Um, two completely different movies. The Wolverine was very disliked. It was a guy thought it was a great movie, but a lot of people hated it. And that director got his second chance doing Logan. And Logan is like way more beloved than anything in, in like the superhero universe. Like everyone talks about it. Um, That's true. That's true. So I'm so I'm so I'm 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 here for it. Like I said before, like it looks like it's going to be interesting. So let's move on to our second topic. And I don't know a whole lot about it, but walk me through uh, Patty Jenkins opening up about the streaming boom. So what is this about? So uh, those who don't know, Patty Jenkins, uh, she had directed Wonder Woman 1984, which is a new movie, right? That just came out like, like maybe last year, I want to say maybe. Yeah. Um, And so she had said, and I'm going to quote her. She says, all of the films that, streaming services are putting out i'm sorry they look like fake movies to me i don't hear about them i don't read about them it's not working as a model for establishing legendary greatness now yeah so now going off of that so basically she's stating that we should have more movies in them we should have movies have their cinematic uh releases so in the big theaters and the big screen right now i'm curious i wanted to ask you this now because we had like discussed this like in so many episodes about the yeah. streaming war and you know so i wanted to bring this back up because i was like does this change your opinion on that does do you feel that uh like she speaks she has she's speaking truth oh well, yeah of course i i mean as much as we love our streaming and like part of it is disheartening to me because i know if a movie is going to drop on streaming it's not going to do as well like i just know like that the business model is is like a temporary thing during the pandemic 
And plus, when something goes to streaming, there's the advantages of not having to put as much money into marketing. So like she's saying, she's like, seems like fake movies to me. I don't hear about them. Well, yeah, it's because you have a built-in audience. Like if Netflix drops something, they don't really have to advertise for it. I mean, they do drop trailers on YouTube and stuff, but you you just put it on the front page of your of your app and people will see it. So she's right to a point. If you're not sitting there like we are constantly consuming content, the people that you know, are out in the world, like creating movies, creating content, they're not going to see all this stuff that's happening in the streaming, you know, in the wars, so to speak. Um, so I do agree with you or agree with her, her comments, because it's so funny that we've been talking about this for so long. And like, who would have thought that the, the model that was set up way back in the day is actually like standing the test of time, right? Because we, we know like the, all the money that goes into making these movies, but on the other hand, um, now that I'm thinking about it, on the other hand, we did see Shang-Chi, which was actually one of the lower budgeted movies for Marvel, did extremely well. And that was a theatrical only release. So I think it, it goes hand in hand where studios didn't, don't need to put as much money into a, making a really good product. And then they'll also make their money back even greater if they do that and put it into theater. So I don't know. Ernie, what do you think about this? No, I mean, uh, I, I, I mean, I agree with you. Uh... I overall it sounds like you know it's trying to reinvigorate uh you know the the cinema the cinematic feel of you going to the theaters right and like I don't think she's wrong and I don't think she's right you know she does have a point to claim that because she did release her movie during this pandemic and you know I'm sure if it was just in the theater it probably would have made a little bit more money than it than it did because you know, it also streamed on HBO Max. Um, I'm not sure if it was the day of that it came out. Do you, do you remember that? Do yeah, you it was. Okay, yeah. so yeah, so so overall, the movie grossed about 37 point million dollars since its release in December 25th of 2020. Now that is higher than initially uh, they thought that they were going to get. Um, so yeah, I, they were thinking they're going to take a hit on that one for sure. Yeah, and I, I thought the same thing because, like, at this point, streaming. And, uh, and, you know, streaming on the same time as or streaming at the same date as going to the movie theaters um, was is fairly new. Like this is all new to us. Uh, so a lot of people don't know how to like, you know, go about like, you know, how they feel. But like, I'm glad that she was able to like still release the movie in both ways because. Yeah, but nobody you know, went to the theater. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but it's like it, it, it's good to have both. um both ways to watch the movie because not everybody feels comfortable some people are i I think we always discuss this but some people are way more scared than you and i who still go to the movie theaters to watch shang chi because we want to support that you know you vote with your wallet but you know you also don't want to (laughs) die with your wallet right i mean it depends on how you feel about about you know covid and stuff some people you know since they're vaccinated they feel comfortable and some people don't um it is a little daunting at first, you know, when you go to the movie theater, when you haven't been in a while and you get that feeling of like, should I be worried? <laughs> so right. it, it kind of ruins the experience a little bit. And but but going back to that, I, I agree with her uh, to a point, but I don't think that I don't think that movies are forgotten. I think that the reason that she state she's stating that is because. Like you said, like like you were saying, like a lot of these movies that are on Netflix and HBO and all that don't really get a lot of marketing. It's a lot of social media marketing. It isn't uh, marketing in the streets or, or when you're driving by. Like that's not as big as it used to be. Uh, we're in the we're in the digital age now. It, it's a little bit more uh, social media, word of mouth. Like I send you a trailer through Twitter. Now I get ads on on my Twitter of, of like of malignant or you know what have you like all these random trailers because of the ad sense and all that you know like you know that it's marketing to 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 me who loves movies so i don't think she's right about that but i but like we were stating before right like remember i had said about um uh with uh, denzel washington when he said that sometimes you want to be that actor that's not always in the in the limelight but when you do end up coming out people are more excited to see your movies but, you know, so it's like, uh, I'm not sure. I, it, it's it's a tricky one because we're we're just got into it. 
Ernie, you do make good points, but I know you're pushing your agenda of streaming because you love streaming so much. <laughs> uh, no. you're, try- you're trying to sway the audience, I could tell, but yeah. Get I mean, your I- e- I'm paid by HBO Max. No, I'm <laughs> no, I, no I d- it's good points, though. I, I feel mm-hmm. like I, I just feel like the uh, I don't want to say like theaters is the best way. It's just the way that we have known it to be working. And I'm I'm definitely open to creating better solutions to get that dual experience. I just think that as of right now, the numbers have shown. And I think she's right. Like it's, it's just not a sustainable model. So we need to come up with, we need to be inventive and come up with some new stuff. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing, Jace. And, 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 uh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's the, no, no, no. I, I, I want to say is, is you vote with your wallet, right? I always say that. And it's because if you wanted Wonder Woman 1984 to do well, you would have gone to the movie theaters, whether you're scared or not. Right. That, that's, 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 basically the yeah, point of it. Yeah, but it was released but, like middle of pandemic. Like okay, was, but, but so see, so that's the point of it, right? So would it have been different for her if it still came out just in theaters? Do you think people would have gone to see it and risked their lives? You know what I mean? Uh, like th- th- there's there's that double-edged sword with, with it happening because I'm going to be honest with you. This wasn't a movie that I was very excited for. I really enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. But it wasn't something that I was like, Oh, dying to see like Shang-Chi or, or, uh, not, no time to die. Like, it's not that feeling for me. So, right. I, and, and it still did, it, it still did really well. Um, so you, you know, people enjoyed it. Um, True. I'm not sure overall, like, uh, where it made its money primarily, if it was theaters or also in, uh, the streaming, I don't know how that works. We haven't really looked in the statistics, but like, I, I, I think there's a silver lining between both and, People need to come up with a solution. Like, I think what we should do is have the movie release. I think they're doing it now is have the movie release like maybe 40, like they're doing 45 days in the theater. And if you want to go see it, go ahead. But if not, wait and HBO Max will have it. Now that will prove to you if it's going to hurt the movie or not. If people are willing to wait the 45 days to watch this movie, it's your movie. It's not, you know what I mean? You can't blame anything else. Um, Yeah. But I, yeah, I mean, they, they, they're going to have to come up with some some new because they've introduced the streaming. People are getting so used to it. So like it's going to be hard to just flip back to normal, you know, once COVID dissipates. But they're going to have to come up with some new stuff like testing the time window. And, you know, maybe there's a premium price or something like to, I mean, that's kind of what Disney's doing right with their premium access. So oh, dude, I hate that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> don't give them that idea dude i i really dislike that so much um yeah i mean i think we're gonna head to a, a a place where depending on how you see it this is a business and if uh companies like netflix and disney plus are making more money from people streaming it than the movie theaters i think this is going to be a big switch but they're um, not that's but, the thing but currently this, they're not currently yeah right but, but yeah, they'd have to raise the can, prices bro. of streaming. Yeah, they'd have to raise the prices of streaming a mm-hmm. bunch. But see, that's the thing we were discussing prior to this as well. And uh, their episode, sorry, like movie tickets are going up in price. Right. Like, so like now it's like this, it, it, there's going to be so many variables to like battle this thing. Like now you guys are really, really going to have to vote with your wallet. Like you're really going to have to decide like where you want to put your money. Don't, don't freaking subscribe to HBO. Just go watch the movie in theaters. Like me and Jason, or well, me and Jace here, we're gonna go watch Dune in the theaters. Like right. we've decided that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, uh, like Malignant, that's something I'm not gonna be able to check out. So I'm glad that I can see it on HBO. You know what I mean? Oh, like, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, so, I just think, like, if they raise the prices in the thing, I mean, I okay, we love talking about this, and I, I, I am excited for like the future, what the future holds. But if they raise the prices in the theaters, it's just going to make less people watch in the theaters. And so they're going to have to put it on streaming to get those dollars. But yeah. they can't make up the the amount of money that people make in the release window for when it's first released in the theaters is so much bigger than what they get from streaming. I just don't know how they're going to do it. But I, I was thinking about this the other day and listen to this idea. What if they okay. release the movie? <laughs> in theater only and then all of a sudden they they do a uh oh, i forget what it's called but it's like a uh a secret release digitally oh where you know like the hype of the movie theater 
release is like, yeah, okay, Shang-Chi's out. And then like 20 days later of after it's made its money in theater of people like being so hype about it. Now it's out on digital, you know, and then now they're here. Pay me 30 bucks, Disney plus plus or whatever they call it. You know, what, it, what do you, would you feel like in that sense? Would you feel like, oh man, I could have waited or would you have been like, yeah. I'm well, glad once for the it rest happens once, then the people will expect it. Right. Like if you're, that's why you throw them a curveball, bro. Every time. And then the next time it's like, well, you never 30 know. 30 days. You might. Yeah. <laughs> this is good, though. I like that you're, you're, you're trying to come up with solutions for this. I know Disney, I shouldn't because Disney we're not being paid. This guy. Yeah. Ernie, you got a job. You're going to get a voicemail. It's the mouse. <laughs> no, but, We've been yeah. listening to your podcast. Is, uh, we, we like what, what you're hearing. Uh I just I thought it was a good conversation just because we discuss it so much and like right. yeah you're right dude the future of all this stuff is exciting because like in in the long haul or in the end of all this I guess we still are the winners right because we're getting the content regardless um it's going to suck to say well let's not like when I have my daughter and let's go to the movie theaters now it's going to be like let's stay home and watch a movie like <laughs> a it's going to be ticket I have to pay an extra ticket for you? No. You stay like, home. You stay home. I got HBO Max. And I'm just kidding. Yeah. No. yeah. No, we'll I, do. I, I do love talking about this. And I, I like that you keep throwing these articles in because we can keep like, keep a fresh eye on it. Uh, let's get into our, my favorite section. See it or skip it. Our first trailer of the, of the week is a Amazon series coming called The Wheel of Time. The Wheel of Time turns. And ages come and pass, leaving memories that become legend. The power inside you. All over the world, there are different names for it. But it's one thing. One power, and women who can touch it. We protect the world. Dude, I saw this trailer, and I don't know. I was, in my head, I was like, I can't wait till Amazon starts an epic series that I'm really hooked on. Like, right now, they don't have a whole lot that's going on. Like, they dropped some movies there and there, but I was like, when's that new series that I'm going to really dig dig my teeth into? But uh, what do you think about this trailer, Ernie? I thought it looks interesting, and I, I'm going to say right off the bat, I'm sorry. Not something I'm looking for. It does look like a very anime, you know, like. Um, oh, anime. You know how, like, you know how uh, they do live action anime movies or shows or, you know, what have you. Uh, this is what that looked like to me, where it was like very like low budgety, but it has like these really interesting set pieces. But it's like a little janky at like in my opinion and i'm sorry like i don't like to be you know i'm sure it's going to be great for certain people who want to watch this did it type feel of low show. budget to you i think a little bit it did to me Dang, a little bit. Okay. maybe okay. it's be i don't know i maybe i'm wrong i gotta check it out again but it, it I, i'm not gonna sway my 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 thoughts i'm sorry uh it just doesn't look <laughs> intriguing to me like i feel i feel for it like because I don't know if it's going to do well, but it looks cool nonetheless. And I think there is going to be a niche audience for it. Like, I, I, you know, I mean, <laughs> I, I guess I should start off by saying as well, um, I like some really terrible stuff like that does not look good at all. And uh, and freaking uh, I'm curious to see how this ends up, you know, being. You know, it's like your your comfort food, right? Like it's like. It could be junk food. It could be comfort food. But like, there's times for it. But this one, I I disagree, bro. Like, it 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 felt very epic to me, and I I got that Game of Thrones sandal and sword that you like type of feel. It's got the it's got the mystical elements and the magic. But I I just like the way the trailer was cut together, and I like the music how it was hyping it up. And Rosamund Pike, you know, she's a she's like the only familiar face I saw in this. Everybody else is sort of a fairly new. At least to me, it was kind of a fairly new cast. So I liked that. I liked that it was a fresh cast and like people that we could kind of grow to know as the the show progressed. But I don't know. I'm I'm open to seeing it just based on this trailer. Mm -hmm. So see it for me. Skip it for you. 
skip it for me for now. Uh, unless like something comes out later on where they make it look even sweeter than it, you know, th- and then they sell it to me. But I want to say something, Rosamund Pike, dude. I, I think one of my bias as well is like she's a great actress. She comes out in Gone Girl. I hate oh. her in Gone Girl. <laughs> like a lot because well, you're of, supposed you know, to but you're yeah. supposed to right so now that i see her every time i'm like i don't want to see her <laughs> like you like, like <laughs> you what did you do to ben he cheated on you <laughs> you know what i mean but like i don't know i just wanted to tell you that well for those of you that want to check it out it's coming out november 19th so it's that not that far away this year but i think also the other one you're probably holding out for is is uh, the lord of the rings series right that's going to be on Amazon as well. It's kind of weird that they're doing two similar genre, like big genre um, shows together, like at the same time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, maybe it's going to be one of those things where um, the more you have, the more, you know, like certain people will enjoy. Cause not everyone loves, likes Lord of the Rings. So maybe people sure. who like this type of fantasy, um, you know, will watch this instead of Lord of the Rings. Like I know a lot of people who really dislike Lord of the Rings just because of the overall pacing of it. So, you know, there, Ooh, there's, there's those people. people. I, I don't even want to discuss them. I just want to get <laughs> rid of them. You know how they say, stay away from negative people. <laughs> just kidding. I got to avoid that negative energy. <laughs> I don't like this. So let's talk about the next trailer we have is don't look up. Your breathing is stressing me out. This will affect the entire planet. I know, but it's like so stressful. <laughs> I get that one more ice water. I'll get two more glasses of white wine, and I don't need the judgy face. There's a comet headed directly towards Earth. Do you know how many the world is ending meetings we've had over the last two years? Drought, famine. Oh, and the ozone is so boring. Directed by Adam McKay, who did Vice, Step Brothers, and Anchorman 2. He also wrote Ant-Man. And uh, it's got a bunch of people in it. <laughs> Ernie, tell us about this. All right. So we, I, this is crazy because this is a Netflix original movie. Um, and it's just so crazy because we had been discussing this prior um, before we get into the trailer. I just want to tell you, like, at one point, Netflix had their initial plan was to spend about $17 billion on their content. Dude, for this that, year. For yeah. this year. Yeah. And so <laughs> now you're seeing it. <laughs> like, dude, they got like. Let me just read out the cast for you. They got Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Timothy Chalamet, Jonah Hill, Kate Blanche, dude. They got freaking Matthew Perry, Ariana Grande, Tyler Perry. Like, dude. Meryl Streep is in this. Yeah, Meryl Streep. Thank you. I did. I freaking forgot. Dude, what? And then they have Kid Cudi. <laughs> dude, this is crazy cast. Now, I want to wow. say this before, but I want to get into the trailer. Like, Dude, this looks like it's going to be a very serious, funny drama. Like, it looks fun. Like, I, I, like there's going to be this, like, a slight undertone of, like, you know, we're desperate that we're going to die. But, like, let's laugh about these things. <laughs> like, you can tell yeah. in the trailer. Like, it looks like Leonardo's doing his, doing his thing and, like, doing really good, you know, solid acting. And then it just counteracts with Jonah Hill's quippiness. And then everyone's going to play off each other. And it's just going to be a fun mix, I think. You're right. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, what did you think about the trailer overall, though? Just as, like, you know, with the casting and everything going on. I mean, it was just, you're just starstruck, right? You're like, Netflix got so many stars in this movie. And the premise looks like, like, we've seen this before, but it feels very self-aware. Like, they're like, you know how many, uh, what did they say? So, like, you know how many disasters we have to deal with on a, on a yearly basis or something like that? Because yeah. they're like, an, a low-level asteroid is headed towards Earth and we have to stop it. They're like, yeah, we know. Like we've dealt, we dealt with this. So I like the kind of self-awareness, but yeah. Um, he's like, you're breathing. He's like, it's, it's, it, what does he say? It's making me nervous or something. Yeah. So that's that, stressing me out. It's stressing yeah. me out. That's how you see that the both talents is that the both talents uh, of work at work. Like you see that seriousness of Leonardo DiCaprio, bro. And then you see Jonah Hill and, and that funny side. And like, it's like this really great mix of both which which is good and like you can tell and and i i I got this from you but it looks like they're having fun right it looks like they're gonna have a good time when they were filming this so uh i'm i'm this one's a a see it for me dude i'm actually pretty hyped for it yeah totally for me i i mean yes it's because the stars we know like we know there's some good actors in here and the writing seems pretty solid and so I'll, i'll definitely see it so see it for me as well 
All right, next up, we got Red Notice. Special Agent John Hartley, FBI. Been tracking your scores for a while now. Every city, every heist. Now that you've been tagged with red notices, you've become the world's most wanted criminals. And I'm the only one who can bring you in. Where'd you get that jacket? It's a statement piece. Somewhere there's a very nude cow whispering. Worth it. Uh, this is another Netflix. So this is another uh, showcase of Netflix spending their money. And this one's dropping November 12th. It's coming out and it's got Ryan Reynolds, Dwayne Johnson, Gal Gadot. What do you think of this trailer? I thought it was cool. It, it, uh, it looks like a buddy cop movie. And I, and I, I think I was talking to you prior to this, like uh, that I've been wanting like a good buddy cop movie, like something that's very like, uh, either two dudes or a dude and girl doesn't matter, but like these two characters that are kind of playing off each other, they're they're not the likeliest of friends, but they become friends at the end just to you know finish their overall goal. And like this is what that looks like. It's like the banter between uh, Dwayne Johnson and uh, Ryan Reynolds is so funny. Like throughout the like the the trailer, you're like, oh, this is gonna be one of those like like great action little action set like little action movies where. Yeah, it's just going to be a fun movie overall. But what did you think about it? Dude, I liked it. I liked the trailer. I, I will say like Gal Gadot has, has grown to be like so charismatic in my eyes because like after Wonder Woman um, 1984, I was just like, I'll watch anything that she's in. Like she, she's gone from like the side character in, uh, in Fast 9 to like really likable, especially like during interviews and stuff, she just seems like a genuinely nice person. And a lot of like the three of them have great charisma and great chemistry. I don't know about the chemistry, but in the trailer, it seemed like they did. So I'm just excited to see the three like together. Dwayne Johnson, we already know, like he's got the acting chops from Jungle Cruise and Ryan Reynolds will just take it up a notch with his his humor. You know, the plot seems a little uh, a little basic. Basically, uh, Dwayne Johnson is an Interpol agent. And the red notice is a thing that is is uh, put upon certain individuals uh, that they become the highest priority prioritized targets. And so Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot's characters are on the red notice because they want to uh, they want them to be captured because they're both thieves. Uh, okay. Um, and and so that's like basically the the whole uh, the whole premise. And then at some point, Gal Gadot is, I guess way better than both of them that they have to team up to basically capture her. And that's the premise. Uh, I think it's a see it for me. Yeah. It's a see it for you. It's a see it for me. I, it's like, like you said, uh, the barrier to entry is not very, is very low. (laughs) I already have Netflix. So uh, it's like one of those movies that I'll probably put on in the weekend when it releases. And at this time I'll have my daughter. So um, she'll be watching this movie with me. (laughs) Something to chill back. I feel like it's like a casual watch for sure. It's not yeah. like a I'm a rush to the theater to see this. It's like a fun mm-hmm. sit down and watch it. Yeah. yeah. It's funny because this one, I'm glad it's coming to Netflix, whereas other ones I'm like, I can't believe they're releasing this on streaming. No, I agree, dude. I I because we're coming off of these three big actors, <laughs> great movies that they came out in like 1984. Uh, Wonder Woman was like, like we just stated, it did really well. Jungle Cruise did really well. Uh, freaking free guy did even better um so right. like it, it's just like it's interesting to see them on the small screen i guess you could say um but i do want to go back into the way you were saying about the uh, the the charismatic feeling that they all bring into the into the movie because i wonder who's going to steal most of the scenes because you know these these people when they're in the, you know when they're in the front you know, they demand attention. That's true. So now in all three of them together, it's going to be like, who's going to get it? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be whoever you like the most, probably. For the guys, it'll be Gal Gadot. For the girls, it'll probably be Ryan Reynolds. And then for the the macho action people, that's going to be, I don't know, maybe not. What maybe if not. I'm all three, dude? It sounds what, if, what if it's just this battle and we can't decide who's the best? I mean, I guess we're going to have to find out. 
November 12th. Dang. Segway. <laughs> Although I will say like people, who was it that was saying that a lot of guys secretly have a crush on Ryan Reynolds because he's just so charming. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that on TikTok a lot. It's, yeah. it's freaking random. I'm like, well, they're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's go on to our fourth trailer, which is The Guilty. 911, this is emergency operator 625. I've just been robbed. Okay, sir. I need to know where you are. Last name? Is this the fire department? No, ma'am. You've reached 911, but I can connect you to fire. Just hold the line. What did she look like? She was tall, pink hair, in heels. Hey, man, can you tell me how long it's going to take? 911, what is the address of your emergency? I just want to talk to you. Okay, I'm hanging up. Just stop for a drive, sweetie, okay? Is there someone with you? Uh-huh. Is the person you with know you called us? No. Who do they think you called? Your child? Yes, sweetie. Does the person you're with have a weapon? Yes. I need the color of the car, okay? When I say the right one, say it's fine. Red? White? It's fine. Is it a car? No, man. Oh, no, just yes or no. Just yes or no answers, Emma. I'm sorry, I have to hang up. Give me the phone right now. I'm gonna die. And this is. Uh, I think initially I sent you like a teaser of it, but this is the final trailer, or like the final, but the official trailer that came out and super interesting, dude. Jake Gyllenhaal plays a emergency phone call operator and he gets a call from a kidnapped woman and he has like a little bit of time with her and he doesn't get a whole lot of details and it's kind of like his, he's trying to search for her. It was like crazy high tension. What did you think of this trailer? Yeah, dude, I agree with you. It was very intense. Like watching the trailer was like my hands were sweating. I'm like, save her, you know, and then he's like, yeah, you know, like he has that that Jake Gyllenhaal moments where he yells. He's, you know, he says something like I don't I forget what he says in the trailer, but he like yells it out. And you're like, yeah, like you, you kind of feel it. And and it, I think I thought overall the trailer, um, you know, sometimes I always talk, talk about this, but like trailers overall sell you on like whatever the movie is. Like this one sold me. I'm like, yes, I'm I'm in I'm I'm here for it. Like, like I think the director is Anthony, and I'm gonna butcher his last name, Fukao, Fuku, maybe? Fukua? Fukawa, maybe? Fukua? Fukua. Anthony Fukua? Fukua. That's even sweeter than what I said. <laughs> so he directed Equalizer, Magnif- Magnificent Seven, the 2016 one. He did Southpaw. And those are all three great or fantastic movies. Like you guys should definitely watch them. So I really do want to see what uh what this one's about. Yeah, I agree. Like Red Notice is very like casual viewing. I would say this one is very like high tension. Like I felt the tension in this trailer. I think it's going to be like a great suspense thriller. I'm definitely down to see this one. It's to see it for me. See it for me as well, dude. All right. So our next one, I threw this in here because I wanted to get your reaction for it. This is called The Squid Game. This is another Netflix series that's going to be released. I think it previously released overseas because there's a different name for it it's called round six if you saw it over there but here netflix is calling it a uh, squid game Premise is it's a group of about a I don't know if it's a hundred, maybe it's two hundred people. It's a bunch of people that are cash strapped contestants. And they accept an invitation to compete in a children's game for a very large prize. So everyone's competing for the prize. But the twist is that there's only going to be one survivor. Like people will die in this game. It's a crazy premise. Um, Ernie, what do you think of the trailer? I thought it was cool. It looked like a freaking battle royale, dude. Looked like you were playing Fortnite in Korea. You know what I mean? Like they they said like it real up, life. Yeah. Like in real life. Like they set it up to make it look like what would it take for people to basically turn on each other and this is a common uh uh you know thing that a lot of like writers directors and visionaries kind of always talk about because you know humanity and especially with what we're desensitized with has like you know been just 
so programmed to like think the opposite of what we should, you know, like the kindness of our hearts, you know, so people do anything for money to get out of debt. Because if you watch the trailer, a lot of these people are like, I think you had mentioned, they're like strapped for money. So they're poor and they're, 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 um, they feel hopeless. So like all that taken into the, the, the game, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how the characters play off of that. And then there's just like the beginning is like super, I was telling you to this, uh, it feels super claustrophobic because of the way the rooms and every, cause they're like in really small areas, you know? So, and I, and I think that's all built a certain way. So the people can, um, hate each other, you know, they don't have any space, you know what I mean? Oh. So it, I think that's all the plan of whoever's conducting this experiment. And uh, it, it looks interesting. And I'm, again, very intrigued to see where it and like how it ends. And like if all the people end up like getting together and, you know, overtaking whoever's doing the experiment or like, do they all kill each other off? Right. It's very Hunger Games where there's only going to be one survivor. And they're not given a choice to opt out of any games. Like you have to compete in this game and it's very brutal, but I, I like what you were saying where the writers are basically pushing potentially good people could be some bad people mixed in there too. Cause it's a lot, but it's pushing them to the extreme where they have to basically make these life or death decisions and they're basically fighting for their lives. Right. So it's going to be very cutthroat. I'm imagine unless like you said that there's a, enough of a presence of some somebody's voice to kind of rally them up and like try to overthrow the system. But I don't know, man, So it's an interesting one. I had, I had wanted to throw this your way to kind of get your gauge, your reaction. No, as yeah. you say, but. Um, I'm glad you did. I didn't even hear about this. So I, I'm glad it's on my radar now. Definitely. was a see it for me, but I, I, before we move on, well, what is it? A see it for you or is it a skip it for you before we move I on? I think I kind of want to see it. If it mm -hmm. ends up being too, depressing or dark i might i <laughs> well, might I mean, watch a couple episodes and you're like it's gonna it's be it's probably gonna be <laughs> i mean it, it just seems like it but the reason i uh, before we want i wanted to skip the reason i asked you that because uh more why i know that it's going to be pretty depressing is because i've been watching very similar movies in tonality uh with netflix where it's a lot of allegorical references to something political obviously like that's like a big thing going on because you know, we're dealing in really tough times, but, um, I think the last movie I saw, I, I, I forget, I think it's, uh, it's called like, uh, shoot, I forget what it is, but it's basically, they take, uh, commands from a television and there's this, there's this, uh, thing on the outside of their home. So they have to stay together and the TV is telling them what to do. And it's a very allegorical, like it has a very political undertone, like really on the nose where it's like, are you going to listen to like whoever is, you don't even know who they are, but you're going to listen to them just because they're on TV. Like that's like a, a common thing I've been seeing on Netflix, like that movie uh, uh, round six. There's another thing that I saw recently. I, I forget what it was, but it, but it all has that same tone. Um, so I, I, there is a niche for these kinds of films where people are like, okay, that like, we want to see more and see the evil of like, you know, because with everything that's good, like, you know, when we talk about like technology, there's also a bad thing where people can, you know, like we give our information away, you know, doing stuff, but it also can be taken and done something bad with it. Right. There's just like the little things, but I just wanted to say that because I thought it was interesting and I think that's why I'm excited for it. You want to get into the psychology of why these movies are coming out? Like, are we in this dark place where we want to feel better about our, I, is yeah, this why? Yeah, I, I believe so. And, and like, like uh, what did like anxiety, depression and all that stuff has gone up ever since the pandemic has started. So I feel like a lot of these movies are probably uh, uh, taken from that. You know what I mean? Remember we were saying like when COVID started, how many people started writing stories or books or what have you. I'm, I'm sure this one came out a long time before that maybe, but you know, some people live culturally different than we do. So all that coming out now is like, is no, I think you're right. It's opener. like why, why people like shows like uh, shameless or like, um, you know, shows that you can look at the show and be like, Oh, I'm glad it's not me. Like kind of like that's what reality television is a lot of times too. It's like, I enjoy watching the drama, but I'm glad I'm not in that situation. Like I can feel good about my life, how I have it. So I, you could be onto something where mm -hmm. maybe that's why these shows are kind of getting dark, but 
I can't wait for the pendulum to swing back the other way. Like, yeah, I same. want people to be cheerful again. Like, I'm happy. Yeah, well, that's that's what I'm telling you. Is that it's all the things that people deal with. It's 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 come to light a little bit more than it had in the past. Right? Uh, we were uh, we had a veil uh, <laughs> over our eyes for a bit. Um, to see the, the what's really going on in the world. And I think now with social media, it, it's out everywhere and everyone's like kind of looking at that. And speaking on reality here and what's real oh. and what's not. Oh. my The next topic we would like to discuss, the Matrix Resurrections trailer. Thomas, you seem particularly triggered right now. Can you tell me what happened? I've had... Dreams that weren't just dreams. Am I crazy? We don't use that word in here. Hi. Have we met? I know it's why you're still fighting and why you will never give up. Dun, 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 dun. I just got into the little song. Dude, we're, yeah, this is the one we're excited about. Very excited. Now, <laughs> I want to hear your thoughts. What did you think? So I was up that night and I, I didn't make it. Like, I know it, it, it dropped at like six in the morning, but I was up like watching the countdown. Well, because I was working on stuff, but I was like, I wonder how many people are going to be there. Like right as the trailer dropped, because they posted the thing up on youtube like come back at 6 a.m on i don't know if it was saturday or two, wednesday or whatever it was but dude the trailer dropped and i'll be honest the first time i watched it i was very underwhelmed i was very like nah, okay do we need this do we need this sequel like it was pretty much wrapped up in the third movie and i i was not a fan of the third movie um but but before we get into that what did you think ernie I, dude, I'm sorry. I am, I enjoyed it the first time I saw it. Like, and I, I think I had told you this. I had said, watch, and I gave you this homework. I was like, watch one, two, and three before the trailer drops. Did you end up finishing them? No, dude. Uh, I, okay. I got <laughs> through the fine. first one. <laughs> I got to the first one. And I was trying to watch the other two before this podcast. Nah, you're fine, dude. I ended up actually like watching them all. And and don't get me wrong, guys. Like when I watch a movie or like watch things, I'm not always just paying attention to it. I'm always like doing some work. So I was like doing like my my work from my actual work. So I was taking notes for my clients and all that stuff. And then I was watching that movie in the background. And I, as I hear it, you know, everything is coming back to me because like I stated before, like I've watched this movie so many times. So going into this trailer, bro, I was so ecstatic. I was like, dude, I was not one to say, let's get a fourth one just like you, but I'm glad we're getting it because we're getting the next part of what was supposed to be because the way the third one ends, it's that reset. And now we're getting what happened after that reset. And so, it, yeah, go ahead. Dude, it, you're right. It doesn't end perfectly. You know, like it, they don't really win. It's just that they have a kind of a truce. Oh, dude. Like once I went back and watched that third one, so many little Easter eggs in the trailer get dropped. Like if you go back and watch it, like the cat from when it gets reset at the end, it's probably the same cat. And then that people are saying the little girl that you, uh, Seti, I think is her name. People are saying she's the next Oracle. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't remember what her name is. It's Oh, it's Priyanka Jonas, this one that's playing her. But dude, there's so many little Easter eggs. And then I started go diving into like the fan theories of what could be happening. And I was like, okay, I'm ready for this. Like the trailer gives you a bunch of stuff, but it's it goes by so fast. Like it's just like 
flashes of things. Yeah, yeah. There's the, uh, since we're kind of discussing random little sections, there is a point in the movie where um, the SWAT is breaking into what looks like some sort of recording room with like a uh, video on the screen, and that's uh, Thomas Anderson before when he's getting sucked into the out of the matrix remember the the the, the silver is going into his mouth and he gets covered by it and he goes and he goes away remember right. so when he takes the red pill basically that's like in the background um uh, there's like a point where like him and trinity are going down with the motorcycle and like all the people that are attacking them have green eyes like they've become like like people controlled by the technology that had like that that that's been controlling them all their the whole life because you see that clip right where they're all in the elevator on their phones and we become like uh as like you know basically slaves to them and and that's what you can see um yeah I, all that social commentary like you're talking yeah about. exactly and th there's this point in the beginning of the trailer right in the beginning and i wanted to say a little quote uh that morpheus says he says you take the red pill you stay in wonderland and i show you how deep the rabbit hole goes Remember, all I'm offering is the truth and nothing more. So when he says that, I was thinking I, I, that had come in my mind because uh, that first scene, it looks like a wonderland, right? It doesn't look real, but it's real. You know what I mean? There's like this like disbelief that he's in there because everything around it looks so. That's funny that you said that because it's true. When I when I first watched the trailer, the thing that hit me was. This is way too sharp. This is way too like, like it's like hyper HD. I was like, ah, oh, I missed the grainy 35 millimeter, but maybe that's done on purpose. Maybe they're doing it so hyper sharp. So it feels like it could be fake. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel that this movie oh, a good point. might deal with reality a little bit more than the previous ones where you were able to tell that you were in the matrix and you, and when you were not, I think that this one might play a little bit more be a little bit more on the nose about it where it's going to be you don't know where you are and and i i think that's what it's going to play on a little bit just because it seems that they're in the matrix a little bit more than the previous films if you notice like it looks like anderson is uh or uh keanu reeves's character is um basically his normal self he's not all dressed up like the neo that we know in the in like reloaded and uh revolutions so so there's like right. that the, there's like this little moments overall and did you know i want to say this and you know this is not bad talking you know not talking smack i didn't know neil patrick harris was there and i was like what that he's here <laughs> but i'm glad that he is dude i love neil patrick harris he's freaking awesome but i was just remember seeing him i was like what the heck why he's here <laughs> like i didn't even I, know i think he's gonna be an important role too i think he's I playing a really and pivotal character because he's kind of the one that's swaying mm -hmm. that's keeping neo in the in the matrix side like he's trying to like yeah you know all those doubts he's trying to like curb the doubts and like make sure he stays within the lines yeah he's drug he like there's so i, he's I know he's him. drugging him with the blue pill like he's the one giving it to him and the reason i wanted to bring that up was because there is a line in the beginning of that trailer he goes you seem particularly triggered right now can you tell me what happened and then it just kind of goes away from that. And so, you know, you can see that there's like, there's so much social commentary to this. And that's what those other movies were, right? Like, they're this like, like, it's just so much, bro. Oh, dude, awesome trailer. And the song, dude. Jefferson Airplane, White the, Rabbit. Dude. I know. I, oh, dude, yeah. The song was so perfect. The way, like, everything. They did a great job editing the trailer. And the song fit perfectly. I would say that the uh, the colors and the visuals, like everything is being really planned out, kind of like how Lost was at the beginning, where all these symbols had meaning because like Neil Patrick Harris has the blue glasses with the blue pill. And then you see the Oracle has the red glasses with the tinge of red. So like, I wonder if they're going to go deeper into like how the pills work. I know they said the, the red pill disrupts the uh, signal. That that's how they could find him, right? To to so they kind of did that, but they didn't really explain the blue pill. Like, what does the blue pill do? Uh, it just kind of keeps you there, right? It just kind of keeps you. Well, I mean, going off a quote from the first one it says, "You take the blue pill, the story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe." So yeah, I think it's it's. I'm sorry, I know all these little quotes, but <laughs> I didn't say oh, it as great. sweet. I didn't say it as sweet as Morpheus does, dude. Freaking Lawrence Fishburne, you know how sweet he talks. 
but like like yeah dude it's basically numbing you is what that what that's doing so you don't over, you don't think it's it's kind of like um do you ever have you ever seen the movie equilibrium with uh, right. christian yeah, bale yeah. right so they take that uh that um that medicine that basically numbs them from feeling anything and i think his his him his he he is becoming self-aware that he's supposed to be feeling something that he isn't and then then that's when you see him throw the blue pills and they're like get rid of them like yeah he's like i'm gonna stop the medication and try to connect more with himself do you think that the reason why we don't see lawrence fishburne in in this trailer is potentially he's he's not in the matrix right he's still on in zion so maybe this morpheus is a computer program of him like trying to keep him keep him in line this time because you see glimpses of the machines kind of rebuilding neo's body like in the outside world where they're doing something to him or they're like attaching him back into the matrix and then you see that one point where he sees trinity in the coffee shop but then later on in the trailer you see him talking to her like as if he recognizes her but then she's got like matrix code going down her face i don't know if you saw yes, that it's yes. almost like matrix sweat or something but maybe she's a simulation too and maybe the machines are scared that he's just too powerful and they got to keep him in line i don't know there's like all these little theories but yeah it seems that um, they have him in his own um reality is it his own matrix? In his own matrix it seems like at least in my opinion it seems that they have him trapped in a sense and so uh, i don't know about morpheus i have actually not dug into why i have a feeling he's probably dead uh, i don't think they're gonna bring him back just because he's not in this movie so they're probably gonna tell you like he's dead i don't think there's any uh a different story for him that they can probably take maybe there is but no um so you kind of see also like the characters um uh what's his name um uh freaking uh Yahan Abdul Mateen II you kind of notice in the trailer it looks like that he's also being unplugged in a sense and they show you his side of the story you see i think uh oh, Jessica true, Henwick right. uh, and and it looks like she's was also kind of like unplugged and you, you or, or at least I think I I, I forget but you kind of see that they're they're different and I think this is a different generation of what ha what had happened um I'm not sure if the reset also because it doesn't reset the the real world right or what they call Zion and all that stuff that's that's going on in the back that's not reset there's still those people, but the people that were stuck in the matrix at the time of reset are the ones that got reset. So yes, uh, I'm, I'm sure that Morpheus or was alive, it's a but... multiverse because remember mm. the, um, the conductor, the guy in the white suit, he was saying that this was the sixth time that they had built out this system. So they could be overlapping matrixes. You know what I mean? Like they could be uh. testing out different, different strategies. Yeah. Uh, in the same process that'd be crazy that's an interesting theory dude i didn't even think of that um because i know uh the i've always butchered his name the merovision i think yeah uh, played, i think you said that right yeah the, played by lambert wilson he comes out and and like reloaded and all those movies and he's like a he's gonna be in this one yeah he's gonna yeah so he's gonna be in this movie and he does never get he never gets reset he's the one that protects people from being reset that's his like one of his big specialties i think he does it to I forget the characters. I think they're like native in the in the movie. I want to say, mm -hmm. and like he keeps them from being uh, taken away or whatever in the Matrix. And so, like he's a pretty powerful being in that sense of the of programs. Um, I think they're gonna deal with more like uh, program glitches in this one. You know, they're gonna like be like, there's gonna be like this different virus, this different thing because. Like we don't see, um, which is sucks. We don't see Hugo, Hugo weaving. I was hoping he was gonna That's say, true. but we do see agents. We see, so they're yeah, still agents. They're still agents, but there's not Mr. Anderson. That's sweet. But he might. You think he's? I think. He I might hope so. Up. I hope so. I really do because there's this particular scene, and uh, since you saw the first one, I'll talk to you about it. Uh, no, I saw three. Okay. No, no, no. I'm saying that you recently. Uh, do you oh. recall the scene when he's talking to Morpheus when he captures them? And he's basically telling them how, you know, as a life form, he's useless and he's nothing without them, kind of. And then he he basically rubs his sweat in his fingers and he goes, 
it's the smell like like but they're <laughs> oh, yeah, you know yeah. like it's just oh dude and then when he gets out in the third one he's like i don't know how you humans function in this bag of meat or whatever he said oh, that's right yeah yeah i yeah it's it's a it's a really great trailer and Dude. Oh, I, I, the thing I wrote down, I was going to tell you, like, the, the scene where he it's it's in that same moment where he's talking about his his meat bag. And he's like, he's like, yes, that's right, Mr. Anderson, because he's trying to get him to realize who he is because he doesn't know he's he's a he's the agent yet. What's his name? I don't even know what the agent's name is. Who? Agent Smith? Agent Smith. Yeah. Oh, Agent Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Agent Smith is like, yeah, look at me with your look at look into my he says look into my dull cow eyes and see your enemy <laughs> i was like dude that's such a sweet lie i mean he's a machine you know what i mean like like he hates humanity i my gut tells me that this whole movie is is going to be about the machines trying to code around neo because he's he's got such strong abilities that they're trying to put up things in place to prevent this the thing that happened in the first two or the first three to ever happen again, they're trying to like code around him a bunch of walls and barriers so that he can't ever get out. They want to keep him there. Yeah. I do want to say something last thing about the trailer before we move on. I really enjoyed the trailer. Like I said, it was, there was so much, but they gave us so little, you know what I mean? Like nothing is spoiled. Yeah. Like I, I I don't need to see any more of it. I'm sure there's probably going to be another one, but I don't need to see more of it. I'm sold. Like I like I said, like I say, I'm here for it, dude. Like hard. Hype, hype, hype. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like I said, initially I was kind of meh, but then as soon as you start peeling back the layers and you start like getting into the the nitty-gritty, you just like, oh my gosh, like this is gonna be cool. I hope the story is great. I hope they bring it. And uh I'm definitely gonna see it for the nostalgia, but I'm also gonna see it for like the story. Like I'm really curious, like what's gonna happen. So see it for me as well. And that brings us to our recommendations section. Ernie, did you have anything uh, you wanted to recommend this week? Yes, I think we both are recommending this one. Uh, Shang-Chi, <laughs> dude. We saw it opening night. Dude, great movie. Yeah, dude. I, Go watch. It took me a bit for some reason to like marinate in my mind if I really enjoyed it. But I think this is probably, well, I mean, for now, I guess, because we haven't seen the rest of them. But I think this is probably one of the best ways to put your foot in the door for Phase 4. Like it, it, this is like the start of phase four. I mean, obviously Loki and all that, but I'm saying for a movie in in, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, it did really well. Um, I freaking enjoyed it. What did you think? Yeah, for sure. I totally agree. It it deserves all the praise it's getting. It's really good. Simu Lee kills it. Aquafina, the dad, Tony Lang, I think his name is. They all were really great. And it's just a fun popcorn movie like i walked out of the theater feeling that marvel hype that i haven't really gotten since endgame and since pandemic like it's it was just kind of one of those things where you just were like yes like i love being in the theater and i love this like fun you know i just had fun at the movies and yeah definitely go check it out if you're if you're a marvel fan if you just like to like you know support like diversity like it was very like asian represented and like the accents were all on point. The history was all there. And like, you know, they were just very respectful sort of throughout the whole thing. And uh, it was just a fun movie. I, yeah, definitely go see it. Yeah, dude. I agree. Dude, I freaking love Tony uh, Leung. I think that's how you say his name. Dude, and him and his Birkenstocks. <sighs> he was good, he right? Was, dude, he <laughs> was, dude, my favorite of everything in that movie, bro. Every time he was on screen, bro, I would tell my wife, dude, he's freaking sweet. Like he was, he stole the show. Like I want more of him if I can, please. Like let's go to the past. Let's see him with the mother. Like dude, that that was awesome. Oh, like a prequel? Yeah, that'd, dude, be, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, he was he's a really bad guy. Though, you know what I mean? Like there's just so much about him. But I, I do want to mention one last thing before we move on here, dude. I'm sorry. This reminded me of like old Jackie Chan movies, like that climbing martial arts when they're like in the pillars and like the bamboo. I mean, oh, yeah. like a Chinese bamboo, very strong. Remember that scene in rush hour? Like <laughs> dude. And there's a scene with Aquafina in it where she, the, the bamboo yeah, breaks off. Exactly. And, she's dangling. And, yeah. then, <laughs> and then she yells, but she doesn't do the Chris Tucker, like, hey, Lee! you know, um, but yeah. dude, awesome. And I, and I think like it, it like it hit the note, it hit every note for me, like that I wanted in this movie. Like, I think, it, it uh you know like i i was ex- i was really excited about it and going into it i was like okay let's see what this can do and 
it did so well for me. Like I recommend it like heavily. I've been talking about it to a lot of people and definitely worth a watch. Well, that wraps it up for today's episode. Uh, if you had fun with us, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Twitter at Watchful Tweets. Ernie, thank you again for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And we'll be back again next week for another episode. Thanks again, guys. Catch you guys on the next one and have a good week. Bye, guys.